0: (laughs) like
1: it i do hello
0: everybody this is uh mark eastman from are and i am here with shane leonard hello and uh this is the first installment of are you screenings are you instant reaction review and this week we're going to be talking about the hunger games so i think just jump in what do you think yeah why not I think just jump in. We sh- I think we should say before we even go any further, uh, just because it's interesting in, in this particular case, that Shane has read the book. Right. And I have
1: read uh, half of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I think half is a pretty liberal description of the few pages you turned, but if you want to call it half, that's fine. No, it was half. Yeah. Seriously. It's like it's actually exactly half of the book. Was it really? Because I remember you were telling yeah. me where you were, and I didn't. I didn't think that, that was halfway through. It certainly yeah, it, it certainly was not halfway through the movie. No,
0: not at all. I um, mean,
1: not by a stretch really, but So, uh, did we like it?
0: Did you like it? I liked I liked it. Um, if I'm looking just purely in terms of moviness and not really as a comparison to the book, I liked it as a movie. I thought there were some strange things that were in what I read of the book that were not in the movie, but just as a movie, I liked it, but I did not like the ending. I
1: just, uh, I just have to throw that out right now. Are we going to jump right to the ending and work our way backwards No a memento review? Or no, no. We're no. going to get there, though. I'll remember that you didn't like this. we we'll right. to figure it out, but...
0: No, it's just uh, it's just part of I guess it, it's just my instant reaction
1: is that yeah. it,
0: it, if you asked me if I liked it, I did like it, but then
1: it, it kind of crashed for me at the end. So it was a yes, but film. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was. Well, well, how much of the disappointment that you had of the ending, you know, with the ending, took away from the overall feeling that you had for the film? I mean, were you at like a this movie's a solid A? And then the the end kind of brought you down to like a C plus. I mean, where were you?
0: Yeah, not really. I don't know if it really like ruined anything. Um, I think you know, it's to me it's like three and a half, four stars maybe as a movie. And okay. and wherever I'm
1: leaning on the ending might decide. Right. So you're like a gymnastics you know, judge. You're like, if you stick the landing, you get four stars. If not, you're kind of out. Right. And I think there was clearly a step. Well, th- <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting, too, because, you know, maybe it's important to set up right away the standards upon which we both look at movies. Like, do you... Typically, look at films as a four-star rating or a letter grade. Everyone does it different. Ten stars, it's a, it's a D minus. You know, it, your grade for most things is one to four stars or zero to four it stars. It, it's, it, I, I
0: usually use five stars, uh, and oh, okay. not that that actually makes all that much difference because you can
1: clearly translate
0: right. whatever star. If it's a
1: four-star movie for me and a five-star film for you, I'm pretty sure we know
0: where it's at. So. R- right, but um, at the, at the site, I. I do use five stars and I don't know why it's just what I started doing and everybody has their four or five or whatever. Right. But so for me, this would be like three and a half, four stars out of five. Okay. So that is a different thing than if you're thinking that I'm talking about out of four.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) If it was out of four, I would say it was very, very close. But if it's out of five, it's still not too far away. It's just a little bit further than four would be.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, You know, there is, Overall, I think the film was trying to make readers of the book more happy than worked for me in my general idea of movies. Like, I think a good example is just the other night I was talking with somebody about Lord of the Rings and everything. And I think Lord of the Rings did a great job of taking the books and actually making screenplays that really worked and not necessarily saying... It, every little bit has to be in it has right. to be exactly like it was in the book right and this it overall it kind of felt too much like we are really just trying to make
1: fans happy and
0: do things they, as by the book as we can
1: yeah i mean in contemporary ways a lot of a lot of what recently had happened over the last decade of films like that were the harry potter phenomenon where everyone wanted their favorite moments from the Harry Potter books to make it into the films. And when you realize that you're looking at run times of six or seven hours, not just two movies anymore, but like a week of movies, if you want every moment in, you can't make everybody happy. So you go for the greatest hits. You go for the most important meaty parts of the story, and everyone else has to kind of suffer with not getting their favorite line or their favorite moment in. Right. And if certain things just have to be different... Right. Like, all, even
0: even completely different, even if it leads things in kind of a different direction, because that's what actually works as a screenplay yeah. versus what works as a novel, right. then that's what you have to do. And I don't think they did that here. I don't think they said, make this a working screenplay, almost like as if there was no book that we had to look at, right. but make it a screenplay that works. I don't think they did that. Yeah,
1: I don't either. Maybe but
0: still, have... it was – I mean, still, it was good. There were a yeah. lot of parts – that um, you know, you really had kind of emotion. I think Woody Harrelson was great.
2: Yeah, I was. And I think that. there
0: were even parts where, you know, that is not what the character did in the book, but it's what they did in the movie. And Woody yeah. Harrelson made it like sing. I yeah. mean, it was, it, it came off really well, especially when there's so much connected to him that you can't really go into into a movie you can't right. go into you know she's sitting on the roof thinking in the movie or right. you know whatever those that portion of the film i think it really came together well and that's what they should have done for the whole movie i mean they had these parts where they're like this has to happen how can we make it work in a movie and they right. changed it around a little bit yeah. mixed things up yeah. and a lot of the other parts they didn't, although you know for the first
1: half that I read <laughs> <laughs> well, you know no, you have actually as interesting a perspective as it is from someone who's read the book, and the movie is a pretty straight up adaptation of the book there's a few scenes in there with um with some characters that try to talk about stuff that's in the backstory that isn't in the book, really, but for the most part that's a pretty a pretty literal adaptation of what was in there um so it's interesting that you started it. And you say you got halfway through it, but you you got to a certain point, so you have a sense of most of the major characters, if not all the major characters, really. Right. And then you didn't, you don't know what happens to them later in the book, but you saw that unfold in the film, so you you do have that perspective. And and I, having read the whole thing, you know, I know how it was supposed to be compared. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with you. I, I thought it was it was a good movie, you know, and it was certainly a fun movie. It just didn't not to be overtly coy here you know it, it the movie is The Hunger Games but it didn't feel like it was hungry enough like I felt that The Hunger Games needed a little bit more hunger it didn't it didn't go for the jugular I'm not going to use these you know plays too much here but it it almost seemed to me that though while I was watching it and though I was enjoying it it seemed to take its foot off the gas a lot of the time and it didn't seem to know how to go faster now it, I don't mean I needed more explosions or more violence or more bloodletting. But it almost seemed like the movie took itself for granted, that it knew it had a built-in core audience and it knew it had the numbers coming in. And they probably saw the dailies and knew they had a lot of great work. But it just didn't feel like, you know, again, not to say that the Harry Potter movies are, you know, the greatest thing, but they certainly have in recent movies – in recent movie making rather, they've certainly set the bar. And those films didn't really, in my opinion, take their foot off the gas. They basically just moved forward at a pretty good clip. And I never looked at my watch, you know, during this movie, but I was aware at certain times that I was just looking at six or seven different takes of Katniss looking into the woods. Right. When one or two would have done. Now you're not gonna right. trim twenty minutes off a movie. By taking out a couple extra looks, you know, the characters. But you certainly, if you take those out and you accelerate a little bit more on other things, you could have made what, you know, I guess you could have made what maybe James Cameron and Steven Spielberg are the two greatest at right now, which is to take a very long film. And these guys don't like making short movies, but they take very long movies and they make them feel very compact. Right. You know, 45 minutes in a James Cameron movie Flashes in the blink of an eye With all the action that he has And this film has a ton of action And it just didn't flash in front of me It kind of dragged Right, it, it
0: clearly could have had 20 minutes Easily taken out And really probably should have And you know, I think Like what you were talking about with uh, You know, they know they have their audience or whatever uh, As you see with a lot of, you know, book adaptations There are a lot of things in the movie where I feel like they're not quite trying that hard to deliver what they're supposed to be delivering versus just kind of showing this scene because they know that, you know, you read it. You know what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Right? You know what the emotion's supposed yeah. to be here. So all we have to do is show you this is the part where this is happening. Appease you. And you, right. you, you know, bring it to the movie yourself. Yeah, you'll fill it in. But for those who haven't read the movie – or haven't read the book, it doesn't really deliver. They're not really trying to actually infuse the movie with the power that they need to, which is kind of a strange thing because in the beginning parts of the movie, I felt they were even doing more than the book did and and giving more in the setup. And then once it went on, it was like that kind of got lost because in the beginning parts of it, when I read the book – I did not really get that like you know these people all live in concentration camps right uh, with you know like the gestapo bearing down on them yeah. like throughout their whole lives basically right. yeah when my reading of the book is like you know these are kind of the little city areas where we live and there's big fence around us and we can't leave kind of thing yeah. right but right. other than that it's not like you know, in the movie, there it was like so. It was very defined, bearing yeah. down on yeah. everyone all the time. Yeah. And so, it, the people making the movie have that ability to give you, you know, the serious yeah. show. And it all kind of it all kind of trickled out of what they were doing.
1: Yeah. You know, by the time you got to where I had stopped reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> the stock- well, no, you know, again, and not to. It, it, in, in some aspects, you do have to consider the source material. You know, this is an adaptation of a book, a very popular series of books, but also you can weigh it in on itself. And I think that it, because, and like I started to say, you, you read the book enough to know that most of it is a narrative. It's all from Katniss's perspective. And you understand the the oppression and the dystopia, you know, you get all of that from her. And if, Movies don't really do voiceovers very much anymore, you know, so in order to show that, I think they chose this as a vehicle to do it, and yeah, it was not exactly the way I envisioned it after reading the pages either, but it it was a little heavy-handed in places. Um, it made me think, you know, back to the old... Uh, the old whippin' boy, which is George Lucas, which oh, he just makes a planet of ice and a planet of desert and a planet of forest. Sure. You know, every one of these districts was a was a an area only unto itself. District twelve was just coal and a lot of woods, and right. other districts were just technology and apparently no woods. You know, apparently right. there's only trees in this place. So, uh, I understand the tool that they were trying to do, uh, trying to use with it. And but but it's like reading the
0: book. I didn't really get. I guess the kind of hardship they were living in yeah. like they're poor right. they need food they're clearly under the thumb of the government right. but in kind of a different way maybe that yeah. they're trapped there and and the film delivered a much more powerful version of that and yeah. it kind of a you know tweak on where we're going but then once you get to kind of after the initial part where we're in the actually in the games mm-hmm. Then it's like, you know, I didn't feel the – somehow I didn't feel like we were all killing each other, if that, right. like, makes any sense. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like, you know, there there wasn't enough power to the fighting for your lifeness yeah. uh, of what we were watching yeah. somehow. And, uh, you know, I don't even know how how or why that's what I got out of yeah. it. But I just didn't have that feeling. It, it still was it still was good, but I just felt like we were kind of, uh, at that point, let's just kind of clip along and yeah, get through the rest of what yeah. we're filming.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> What's the shot list for the day?
1: <laughs> well, I certainly, I was certainly surprised by um, two specific, you know, I guess you would call them bit players just because the story isn't about them. You know, I was kind of surprised at Woody Harrelson's Haymitch. Um, and I was surprised at Lenny Kravitz playing Senna, just for different reasons. Like I was actually really impressed with Lenny Kravitz, even though he didn't have a lot of screen time. Right. I actually wanted him to have more um the ironic thing was, you know, Katniss has these two love interests in the in the movie and in the book. And I felt in the film she had more of a rapport with Cinna as a character. She had more chemistry with Lenny Kravitz um than she did with Gail or PETA. And I thought that was kinda right. interesting. Um, But I also thought on the flip side of that, Woody Harrelson is Hamish. I was disappointed he wasn't in it more. I know he shouldn't have been in it tons more, but the very first scene we get with him, I was disappointed with. I didn't, it it almost felt like that was a run-through scene. I don't know if, I don't know if the director had reined him in a bit um, or or if that was the performance he wanted to give. I felt later on, as the movie progressed, he became more Hamish and less like a, like a caricature of who Haymitch should have been. So I was kind of right. impressed and then depressed, you know, by the flip side of both of them. Right. Well, and you know, like we were talking before the movie
0: started about, uh, I was, I was curious how much of a drunk they were going to let him yeah. be. And I think that's part of what happened in that scene too, is that, you know, really on the initial intake of, of, a, a viewer or a reader or, you know, whatever, you know, Hamish really needs to be more drunk. Yeah. And it's like, this is how drunk we're going to let him be in our right. movie, because that's all we're going to show. And right. I I was wondering how that was going to play out. Yeah. And I think it kind of did sort of what I expected. Like, yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to say he's a drunk. Right.
2: <clears throat>
0: and, and And show him... You know, giving yeah. the lines he needs to give, but he's not really like yeah. a like a drunk. Like right. if you're, you know, watching an Old Western and there's yeah. some drunks, <laughs> yeah. but, but that's just not what we well, do anymore.
1: Well, the you know the rule of movies is show don't tell, and in this instance, it was just the opposite. It was right. tell and show a little, you know. Right. And I don't know how much of that um, was to to keep it at a PG thirteen rating. I can't expect too much. You know, this is 2012. Sure. PG thirteen now means a lot more leeway in some regards than it did years and years ago but they they got away with a lot of violence and just enough to keep it you know at a pg-13 they probably could have pushed a little more but there was certainly enough violence there and it's all kid-on-kid violence you know which is Uh, interesting uh, You can only have
0: less of that, too. If they right. were adults, you right. could have more violence Absolutely. or whatever. Yep. So Absolutely. you gotta, you got to have that. In. You know, while we're uh, actually talking about Woody Harrelson, I, I have to bring up uh, Stanley Tucci, too. He was, yeah, he was great. He, I mean, he's always great. But, yeah, but, that was
1: not a surprise at all. He but, was a but, bet player who was great right he, he was good. His he, grin he was, was really so, good. It, it was so inviting and menacing. I couldn't – there were moments when that – those teeth yeah. that he had, that he was flashing for the cameras. It just looked like he was happy to bear them in a smile, or right. to take your throat right out. He was so great. <clears throat> and you, you know what's
0: funny too is um, I I did actually like Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, we should talk about you know the actual. Oh, you want to talk star. about the star? We, we should oh, actually right. we should actually <clears throat> probably talk I about guess. the people who are around more. But I I did actually like Jennifer Lawrence. I didn't think she was great, but I thought she was you know pretty far beyond. Uh, maybe what a lot of people expect. I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's going out out in the public as, you know, the next greatest actress that ever lived, Uh, but she was, she was good. And we're just all talking about the people who have small roles, but, but I, I do want to say Stanley Tucci, the thing that was so incredible about him in the movie for me was that in just these, like, brief moments that you get with him and just the looks on his face, the way he's talking to the people,
1: yeah. it's
0: like you got his whole story somehow. Right there, yeah. In in the tiny amount of time that he's in there where, you know, he's, this is what I do, yeah. I'm not really maybe that happy about it, but this is the smile right. that I put on. Yeah, right. I mean, you had, no, like, I a agree. whole
1: story of that guy so fast. yeah. It was really it, and that, it was really amazing. And like you said, that's a testament to Tucci's just being a pro. The guy shows up and he knows what he's gotta do and he had an idea for the character and, and he nailed it too. But Yeah. Um yeah, no, look, I, I thought that Jennifer Lawrence, she's had she's had herself quite a couple of years that's you know, she, for Oscar sure. nominated and now she's in one of the biggest films, you know, to open up all time and and certainly like what we were talking about earlier this movie's already done enough. To warrant a sequel, if not the full trilogy, and I don't expect that, right? I don't know how it could not. I don't either. (laughs) Just the numbers—the numbers (laughs) are sheerly just amazing to see. But I thought she played. There were moments when she she certainly acted and acted amazing. You know, early on when she was dealing with her sister and when she's about to leave, and that emotion that she has that shows and is trying to trying to rein it in and and can't hold it all because she's still in the movie a teen. You know, I thought that was really powerful. I thought she was. I thought she was really effective at showing how very tomboyish she was, but yet how princess-like she could be without contributing too much overkill to being like, oh, if I'm going to be put in a pretty dress, I can be this girl now. She had, she showed real difficulty you right. know, in accepting that role, but very easy um, – very ease of sliding back into the tomboy, like okay, I'm in the woods and I can hunt. And I thought that I thought she pulled right. that off really, yeah. really well. Yeah, she she she's was great. she was good, and not that she has not been in
0: things where she was right. really, really good. Right. Uh, she's just she's just not, uh, you know, not to take anything away from her. She's just not like you know necessarily on everyone's lips as the next greatest actress there ever was. That's I, I'm saying. I just, but I, she
1: has been yeah. in stuff where she has been really good. I just want her to get Kristen Stewart off the map. I just want her to be the next hit girl. I'm so tired of looking at Kristen Stewart's face. But I, I guess my feeling on, on, um, on her as Katniss is that it was her role to ruin. You know, there's not a whole lot that you can do to mess this up except right. n- look uncomfortable all the time. And it's most important for her to look comfortable and be comfortable when she's hunting. And she certainly did that, you know. Well, but it, I think anybody could have really – I mean, I. it's so easy to armchair quarterback a casting decision. It just – there's probably a lot of people that could have done it. All she had to do was run around. But the stuff that she had to do, she did better than I thought.
0: Right. And, you know, she even did some, like, strange uh, things – really well like something that uh, stood out to me was uh you know spoiler alert or whatever for people who don't know like yeah. all the people who die i guess but um i won't even say any names but uh, like at one point she turns around really quick and shoots somebody with a bow and arrow right woody Harrelson. <laughs> exactly this <Right, right. laughs> just clips right, right between the eyes too She's, yeah but uh yeah. and when she did that yep. the way that she did that looked so natural i believe it like I somebody believe, who yeah. spends a lot of time with a bow yep. in their hand and what i thought was great about that particular thing coming right then in the movie was that it like in the book it's a new bow it's a better yep. bow when she's first using it there's sort of some trouble with it or whatever she had and and even like when she's shooting the apples yep you know she really like is taking her time and right. making sure that she's but when it comes down to it man it's like right. boom she got it. and yeah. i
1: and that was really that was really good well i guess i guess i'll say an interesting side note that comes on top of this: we we were talking before the film started again, and and I said to you that one of the most important scenes that I thought that they had to nail was the chariot entrance scene where she is literally the girl on fire. And I right. thought I, w- I wanted to ask you about that. I thought I thought they did great with it. I thought it looked I thought it looked really really excellent. It wasn't overkill and it wasn't underdone and it didn't look like it was just a cheap. Uh, green screen technique I thought, it, I thought they right. made it work um, there was an interesting moment though just to, just to jump a little bit off a tangent later when she's being interviewed by Stanley Tucci and she's in a dress and she does like a twirl to show the flames again yeah. in that one second I realized in a couple years she's just solved all the casting problems for another major film that everybody's been trying to do she could play Wonder Woman It was a very strange moment to see her do the famous Linda Carter spin, but as she was spinning and spinning, I thought, brunette, athletic, Oscar winner, she can act, she can play physical roles. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm throwing it out. Okay, this is it. I'm throwing yeah. it out. She's going to be a contender for this role when they when they get serious about making it again. It, and it's going to be it, based it, on that one moment.
0: It you know, it keeps going back
1: and forth and that's it's all going to come down
0: to timing, I think. It's all wow. going to come down to when that movie Yeah. When they actually get to the point, you know, if it is too soon, I don't, I don't think she's too too young right now. Right. Right. So if if that actually
1: goes, I'm telling you, as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw her doing it, it was the first thing I saw. I was, I was like, wow, she could do this Wonder Woman twirl.
2: And it was almost
1: right. like this fiery pirouette, and it went on a couple more times. And I kept thinking, this this is like a casting tape for it. All, <laughs> right. in a way. So anyway, that's my minor digression for what she did. But I thought right. I thought she was great. I thought that uh,
0: just going back to the fire scene and the chariots yeah. and everything, I thought that could have been just a little bit more, because it's supposed to be so awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if it was so awesome. Yeah. But it was at least not just really goofy. Yeah, I I guess. You could see that going with like a whole other direction where they try to be so big with it that then it's just a completely goofy thing. And then you're going. You know, then you're sitting in the theater going, clearly that would scare the
1: horses. Right, right, exactly, right <laughs> like, exactly. Don't put too much so, thought into it. Right. Well, I think less is more in that instance, too. I just thought, yeah, that could have been a much longer parade and a much more interesting um, special effect of it trailing behind them in some way. But I guess I also thought that in the same way, which is if you don't mess it up, you've done a good job. Right. You know, and they didn't overkill or underdo it. They just left it enough. And, yeah, maybe it would have been nice to have a little bit more, but two hours and 20 minutes at this point you know people are just wanting to get to the moments that they think of well think now of and see so. there's
0: the whole thing because I think if you've got uh, 20 minutes from from the last hour yeah that you could <laughs> trim away you know if you took the last hour and took like 10 12 minutes out of it yeah. and put it into the into that whole area where they are preparing yeah. even like even uh, before the interviews, and you know, because we get to the part where, uh, you know, she gets mad about the whole uh crush thing, right? Yep. Yeah, and it, it all that almost kind of comes out of nowhere to, I think, a movie going audience that she has yeah. such a reaction to that because before it happened, we did not have all of the. You know, we have a, a different relationship between them going on yeah. in the movie to start with than all of what you get at the beginning. But then we still throw in the part where she, you know, yeah, throws him or puts him up against the wall right. and stuff. And so that there was kind of like a disconnect there where it's like
1: that didn't feel like it yeah. made that much sense
0: strictly in the
1: movie. I certainly think that, again, like I said before, you don't. You, you can't totally disengage from the source material and talk about it being a book as well as a movie. You know, it's certainly an adaptation, but not to just pin everything on the book, too, because the movie has to be judged by itself. It's one of those interesting things that I, I always felt about, um, again, you know, I'm bringing the Harry Potter horse up again. I just, after a certain point, I thought those films were not made for people who hadn't read the books. I did not right. believe that they are in it, and to be honest, even though this is the first installment of what will we 've agreed is certainly to be a trilogy from right. the money perspective i didn 't necessarily feel that this book was for uh excuse me that this movie was for people who hadn 't read the book i think it's I think it 's set up to to entertain people enough so that maybe they will go read the books now because it 's going to be a few years before right. the next one comes out, but the majority of people going to this movie were people who had read the book. And I know for a fact how many people in the audience had read the book, um, because there were things that were specific to the story that when it showed up on screen, you could hear them laugh, right? They they snickered like, oh, there it is. You right. Know? Like even the cat at the beginning. Um, yeah. You know, just, yeah. just those little moments that came up, and you knew who had read the books and who hadn't just from that reaction.
0: Not, not only that, but there was a part, um, and we only have a couple minutes left here, of what's going to count for the live show. Um, yeah. If we keep going after this, it will be part of the podcast. But um, I do want to just say there, there was a part where you really got that in the movie when uh, there's the girl with the fire. Yeah. <laughs> there's the girl with the fire and when we first see what's going on there yep. it doesn't look like the movie's going to play out like the book does Yep. and and we don't get there's like a little pause and then there's like 30 seconds later and then it it comes back together and yep. you just saw the whole crowd yeah, oh okay. okay right right <laughs> and, right
1: and you you could the whole thing yeah well, if we're getting close to the end, which it sounds like we are, you know, maybe a quick a quick recap of stuff. I yep. n- not to just image uh, not to mirror your review of it. I thought if it's a five star scale, this is three and a half, uh, three and a half stars, getting close to four. Right. Um, it, it certainly is no surprise why it's doing so well and why it's making so much money. It's it's a fun film. It it's is. Really fun. It's a good film, and the mind. performances are great.
0: And and that's what, that's pretty much, I mean, that's that's exactly where I am. And, and I really enjoyed a lot of the performances, even ones that, I, you know, I didn't necessarily yeah. I- expect to. And it's definitely a fun film, but for me, the ending is kind of just like... Yeah, we didn't you, even get to talk to why but, you didn't like the boom, ending. we're done. Um, this is actually going to end really soon. So uh, anyone who's tuned in mm-hmm. live, thank you for tuning yeah. in. And uh, visit us at ruscreening.com, and we'll be back next week, we hope. Yeah, thanks. And, okay, now it actually theoretically ends. Okay. And we can go on for another 15 minutes (laughs) if we really want to, but, like, if we just want to wrap
1: up. I'm curious. (laughs) That that was not a bad wrap up to the wrap up, but I want to know, because maybe there's a disagreement here, I want to know what was it about the ending and where was it that lost you? Uh, I, you know, I think it was actually uh, what
0: kind of lost me, because obviously I have no expectations going into the ending of like what's supposed to happen in the book, and then I right. want that to happen because I haven't finished the book. But as a movie, I think, it, uh, oddly enough, what what bothered me, I think, was the exact end. Like the exact second of the end, not like the last few minutes leading into it or, you know, whatever. But just it didn't give us any kind of wrap up, I think. I mean, it's like you had the part where, you know, okay, we're off the live show. So we're going to be like totally spoilery now. Right. There's your warning, I guess. Right, Right. But. You have the ending where they're both standing there in the arena. Yep. Right. And it's like everything that happened after the, that, that could have been the end. Right. I mean, it could have just said. Uh, it could have faded It, it could have right just, down. yeah, fade out, boom, right. it's done. Because nothing ever happened after that. You don't know anything about what's going to go on. Right. You know, you have like these sort of weird hints of, well, but, but now he really likes her and I don't really know if she really likes him at all or yeah. if she was just trying to survive. Right. And you don't get anything that comes out of that um, with, you know, now we're at home, now it's Gail. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with, uh, d- did anything, you know, change in the districts because right. we had the one riot happen but then nothing – you don't hear anything else about it. You, yeah. you see a riot. You see people unhappy there was a riot and do something about it, and you never go back to, like, the, the state of the world Right. even mm-hmm.
1: at the end. It's yeah. just kind of like, well, we're done. Right. <laughs> well, well, and I think – yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, again, this is just a part of – this is just a part of – Today's movie culture, where when you know the source material is a super popular book, this is one of these movies that is made for people who've read the book. And when people, uh, not necessarily like you because you had started the book, right. and whether or not you'll finish it now so that you'll read the other Oh, sure, knows. right, yeah. But. Um, but, you know, this is one of those times where if you're in the movie theater, someone next to you leans over and goes, So, how did that end? You know, was that how it ended in the movie, uh, in the book, and and what happened here? Right. You need someone to fill you in a little bit, but it's one of those things where we're winding the film down. Let's hit the last couple memorable scenes that everyone loves from the book, and we'll set up what's happening. Um, and they kind of they kind of alluded to that a little bit. I I know what you're saying. Well, uh, you uh, know, so Peter says Peter says like I don't want to stop. You know, she, right. Like, we go back to normal. He's like I don't want to go back to normal. Right. Um, you know that that kind of hints at what's happening, but. Um, well,
0: and so, like, did the did the book end like that? I mean, did the book just kind of go? Are we going to
1: ruin the book and the round? movie in one podcast? Uh, no, it doesn't. It kind of who are we going to ruin? ruin it for? Everybody,
0: everybody who wants to read this book right, has read it right. already,
1: and, that, and and that and includes so, you. And, so, and if not, then they're going to read it because well, they saw the movie, and so they've already yeah, seen the movie. So. There are a couple fun things um, that are in the film that weren't in the book. Um, you know, the there's a scene in in this movie where. After Katniss buries one of the characters, and I'm not going to ruin it. You can ruin it if you sure, want. Sure, whatever. Uh, not buries, but pays a tribute to it. Yeah, uh, pays tribute to her. Um, you know, there's a there's a scene of an uprising in that district, and that doesn't, it, it, to my knowledge, I don't remember that happening in the book at all. That's a that's a hint from another book that they just incorporated. Um, but also the scene at the end when Seneca is put into the room and left with a. A right. bowl of berries to eat, basically as a as a denouement to his own fate. Um, I thought that was really good, and that's not in the book. Oh, it's not. Uh, not that I remember. Maybe oh, I was maybe, maybe I was skipping pages. I'll have to, now. I'll read but, it nah, see, and then i know. See, but... this is the hook. I'm an I'm an English major. I can get anyone to read a book. Or sure. i sure. Pretend right, to be, trick you. Yeah. Um, y- you know, yeah. There are, there are some hints to it, and I certainly think it panders a bit more to the crowd that knows what happens. Right. Um, but, I don't know you know if that's enough to ruin it for you, not ruin it, but if that's enough to detract from from you know your liking of it, I can understand that, yeah. you know because if you're just watching it as a fan of the movie and not the not the source material, then yeah, that's got to be a little bit weird, a little confusing yeah
0: i mean it's it's not like it ruined the movie completely or anything, it just was kind of it was, you just I just really expected something else to happen. I just really expected them to say something about... And this, you know, had some effect on something, right. or
1: you know, give give me something. Well, this would be a great time to tell everyone that if they didn't stay to the end of the film, that Nick Fury shows up and asks Katniss <laughs> to join the Avengers. Exactly. Yeah, this would be the time to say this is how it's supposed to end. So, right. So no. If you're out there and you're going to go see the film, or yeah, you've already no, seen it, you got to buy another ticket. Right. No, it's like
0: Iron Man, where you see the right. you see the hammer at the yeah, uh, yeah. At, at the end of it.
1: All right, so I think I think we're squarely done. Yeah, we, I think so. We, I, we... I guess the last thing I'll say, which is what I always think of when I go to the movies, is I was very happy um, that there weren't a ton of ads, but I was unhappy that there weren't a lot of trailers, and I'm not particularly excited that I had to see a Breaking Dawn trailer, but... Right, um, but you
0: knew, yeah, you knew that was going to be there. I just, I think there. the
1: trailers are a part <laughs> of the experience, and you know, I just, I want really good trailers, especially ahead of films. And summer seems to sometimes get a little ahead of itself on the calendar. But this feels like a summer film. You know, it's just released in March. Right. It,
0: it's a little bit. It's a little bit weird that for me, I thought it was a little surprising anyway that there weren't more trailers for yeah. big upcoming big films things because this is a big upcoming thing and. But you know it's it's clearly being related to yeah. Twilight stuff in right. the mindset of the marketing yeah. people, which is you know I don't not necessarily a crazy idea except yeah. that I right f- you know we, I don't want to open that can right. yeah, no, sure try now. But, but be,
1: I guess I'll say if I if I have to take less trailers, but as a result I get less ads for Coke and you know. Cars and, you know, things that I'm not... I I hate advertisements. The irony is I hate advertisements at the movie theater, but trailers are just advertisements. I understand the shadow of that hypocrisy, but I stand very comfortable in... Loving ads right. for movies, That's not just, ads for things I'm going to watch at home anyway. Right. That's just, just us, do us do too, that. to the extent. Yeah. Too. You know, a lot of people crazy. are going to listen to this, and they went to the movie, and they're like, what are you talking about? Right. There's like 15
0: right. ads. Right, well, <laughs> they, they got better than we did.
1: Right. I, I guess the last thing, because I did think of this just as we were talking, I can't wait for movie uh, makers and fans to get over this hump that drives me crazy, this... This unnecessary shaky cam that you see in the beginning. I mean, it's supposed to either be artistic or arty or, you know, attempts to be arty or it's supposed to show like, uh, I don't know, like this is a, this is a, this is like a really edgy kind of production. And all it does, it just makes my head hurt. You know, you don't have to jump the camera around to show a guy who's down on his luck eating a chicken bone, (laughs) which actually is, this is not a like pulling a scene out of my, you know out of thin air, it's actually in the film and I just remember seeing the camera just jumping around and I just get so sick and tired of that. I just get so bothered by it. Just film the scene. Right. You
0: know, don't Well now t- now uh to a certain extent I I agree. Um but especially in this it, since we have this in front of us right now, when they all started killing each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: it I, I thought it kind of worked a little bit. I did because find it, it, there. it was like we could but see, there it's like purposeful,
1: right? You are. You has, your adrenaline there's adrenaline a reason we're doing it. Yeah, your it, you know? adrenaline is pumping, and you're seeing snippets of everything, and there's all kinds of action all around you. But if you're just walking down the street in District 12 <laughs> right, right. and you're having this motion in your eyes. You need to go to District 11's doctor. You got to go right. see somebody because you need glasses. You right. know, you just it shouldn't be right. I guess my point is, if it's applied in the correct place at the correct time, it can be a useful filmmaking technique. When it's overused, because you don't know what else to do, right? It just it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of like you know
0: my thing that's like that, and thankfully there's none of that in this movie. But my thing with that is Michael Bay's favorite thing ever. Yeah, where he puts camera on someone's face and then does a three six zero. Yeah, yeah, he loves camera. that.
1: Oh god, or JJ Abrams and his, his damn lens flares. The lens flare in every right. every right. moment he can get one in. Drives me crazy. All right, that's that's my piece for it, though. All right, I think
0: uh, we've wrapped up the hundred Hunger Games, and yeah. I I think we're pretty solidly and a little bit surprisingly, I thought we might uh, differ a little bit a little more bit, on this movie, no. but we're it's it's pretty clearly in the three and a half to four star out of five range, yeah. and it we, was a
1: strong enough film to pretty much bridge any differences we would have had with it. You know, right. I wanted it to be a little bit more streamlined, and you wanted a bit of more of a stronger ending, and everything around that was really strong enough and well done to compensate.
0: So. Right, right.
1: And, you know, I would uh, – this is another thing where
0: uh, everyone has – this is just in the same camp for so many people as, you know, the Twilight movies, <sighs> and I would so – Recommend this and not feel bad about it, right? You know, to anyone, yeah. and I just couldn't say anything like the same thing about Eddie Twilight. <laughs> uh, you were, yeah. That
1: now you say that you used to call me and tell me to go see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, are right. you going or what? No, I agree. I, if someone was saying we're going to go to a film this weekend, do you have a recommendation? I'd, I'd say yeah, go check out the Hunger Games. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know it is, and and like what we were also talking about, the film schedule for the next five weeks is very thin. Is. This is going to do. It's going to do very well. It's at
0: least kind of thin, and now we've got – so next week we will uh, probably be doing either uh, Wrath of the Titans or Mirror Mirror. Right. We should have them vote. And we haven't worked that out. I can set that up.
1: I was just joking. I don't don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) They'll send us to horrible movies. That's one of those, too. That's true. That's Uh, all right. That's all right with
0: me. All right. Either one of those. When I uh, post this, and I'll embed the, this episode, yep. and then I'll, you know, put some pictures and cool. whatever, and then I'll put uh, vote on what we see next week, and you know, maybe there'll be. Three votes, and
1: I'll I'm be gonna, two of them. But still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing seven seven star reviews. This, this five, stars. I, I be, I a, five star, I can't be, it can't be limited to your five star methodology.
0: Uh, I mean there's halves. There's and, still you yeah, want well, like if, if they were really, ha- if they were
1: quarters and halves, I guess this would be three point seven five out of five. Right. You know, it was a little bit better than three and a half, but like I said, not as good as four. Um, maybe after a little bit of time, I'll go up or down on that. But I, I felt pretty good, pretty good saying that it's you know, a movie that you should suggest to people if they if they wanted to go check something out. Right. And and like you said, with
0: what's coming up, I mean, uh, theoretically, Wrath of the
1: Titans is a
0: big movie anyway, yeah. but uh, there just aren't, you know, the, we are not quite to where there's four new movies next week. Right. Or, right. you know, we're in the summer and it's <laughs> like you turn around and there's ten other great things we have yeah. to split our money among. Yeah. And Summer's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is going to be a good summer. Yeah. Okay. Now, we totally really have to wrap this up. So uh, check us out at REScreening.com, and uh, we will see you next week. All right. I think we're good. Thanks. All righty.